is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Maxwell Kozmalski, and this is Max's Morning Market Mania. As you know, this is a segment of the New School Project podcast. We do this every Monday, where I discuss a few current happenings in the financial markets. I tell you what's wrong with them, what's right with them, my thoughts on them. And then Wednesdays, we have a different kind of episode where all three of us join together, sometimes with a guest, and we talk about a wide variety of different topics. Could be current events, could be corruption that's going on, could be shit that we didn't learn, could be aliens, could be lost ancient civilizations, or we could just fucking talk about space. We have fun with it. And introducing a Friday segment, I'll be doing a, a weekly wrap-up where I kind of do the same thing here, and uh, that's that. That's what's going on with the New School Project. So tune into those episodes, and today, starting on Max's Morning Market Mania, we have our first article. We have the BRICS Nations debuting a international reserve currency. Well, they have plans to debut it. They have not issued it yet. The plans have not been settled, and I'm gonna talk about what's gonna happen with that, what the impact on our currency is gonna be, uh, what the impact on the world is gonna be, but first, you guys are probably wondering, what is a BRICS nation? Well, BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And these are the dominating countries of the East, and they are all collectively against the United States at the current moment. And we currently hold the world reserve currency, and it seems as though they are trying to remove that status from us. I mean, it's kind of an economic attack on us. So what could happen with that? Well, actually, first, there are more countries that are looking to join the BRICS nations, and among those are Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Argentina, and Chile. So the problems with losing the world reserve currency, well, first of all, it'll put pressure on our debt. The United States has $30.6 trillion in debt, and this debt is valuable, trustworthy, and people have faith in it, because the US dollar is the world reserve currencies, the world reserve currency, pardon me, and it's been that way for decades. And if we lose that magical little uh, headline, that title, you know, world reserve currency status, then people might not be incentivized to hold our debt. I mean, there's $30.6 trillion in debt. It could be your grandma holding it, some of it China, some of it, you know, random countries. Uh, private investors, large financial institutions. The 10-year treasury is the global benchmark security. But we have a currency that's losing 9.1% of its value every single year. And we're printing money like it's a contest. Our government is spending recklessly. And if people start to lose faith in our currency and we lose that status of world reserve currency, they might not be incentivized to hold the debt. They actually might be incentivized to offload the debt and what would happen if a lot of people offloaded gov our government debt at the same time? Well, our government is broke. They're already running a, a annual deficit of over $2 trillion. So how are they gonna pay for that? I mean, it comes out of our taxpayer dollars or it comes off the printing press at the Federal Reserve, which essentially will have to be paid back by our taxpayer dollars. So when they print money, it's just future taxpayer dollars being spent now. So another problem with uh, us losing the world reserve currency status would be that uh, we export these dollars. We, we, we've given over $60 billion to Ukraine. You know, we've given money to Iran. We've given money all over the world. And 
whether whatever it, it's for, I'm not an expert on this. I don't really have any specific examples, but we export our dollars to appeal to these countries, maybe to get what we want in some way, shape or form. And if our currency is less valuable and it's not the world reserve currency, and they could just choose some other international reserve currency, then they might not be as willing to take our free dollars that come straight off the printing press and get shipped overseas. Uh, what have we got next? Uh, oh, and the worst problem of all. Oh, yeah, no, not, not the next article. One more thing that could disrupt this world with us losing this world reserve currency status is us, Americans, using our dollars. And if we lose that currency status, then our currency could essentially be destroyed. It could be even further hyperinflated because of the other currencies increasing in value relative to the US dollar. And this will cause our prices to go up. It'll cause people to struggle more. People will be able to afford less. And it overall won't be good. So over the last uh, 100 years or so, 200 or 100, 110 years, we've had a monopoly on money and we've abused that power and that may be coming to an end in the near future and it probably won't be pretty. But on to the next topic. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Fuck, that's horrible. That, that is not good at all whatsoever. We have an administration that's telling us that our country is thriving that the economy is doing very well. But the economy, this directly contradicts that. 61% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck? I thought we were thriving right now. It doesn't appear to be the case. Well, we have 9.1% inflation, so if you didn't get a 9.1% pay raise, then you have lost your uh, ability to consume at your previous rate, so your dollars will only purchase 9.1, or they'll only purchase uh, 91% of what they purchased last year. And people usually don't want to reduce their living expenses and their consumption. People would rather consume more than less, obviously. So the result of this is people living paycheck to paycheck. And CNBC reported, I read this in this article, uh, wages have gone up 5.1% over the last year. So with inflation at 9.1%, that's still a 4% loss. So it's not looking pretty, and I don't know if it'll get worse or not. I, I did see a pretty interesting video after reading an article about food, price so food prices soaring in the distant future or in the near future. And this lady was talking about how much money it cost for a bale of hay and grain to feed her, you know, her livestock. And the cost went from like 14 to 58 bucks. And she was saying that just wait, these food prices, you haven't seen anything yet because the food you're eating right now, it's the food that has already been processed. Well, now we, we've gotten absolutely hit with this inflation and now the cost to feed these brand new, freshly born cattle and chickens and everything, it costs a lot more. It costs a lot more than the ones that they were raising for the last you know, six to 12 months. And she threw out some pretty disturbing numbers for prices of bacon and beef and all that stuff. And I'm not gonna repeat it right now. I think we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I did just wanna bring that up because it adds to the fact that we're living paycheck to paycheck. And if we have farmers reporting that food prices are just gonna increase even more, 
then we could expect that number to rise. Not good. Next article. We have got some fun in the markets, ladies and gentlemen. I miss these days. If you were in the investing markets in early 2021, you saw GameStop go to the freaking moon. It went from you know a few dollars to over 400. Some people got rich. Some people bought the top using leverage and lost everything. And the whole thing behind that was the fact that all of the GameStop shares, well, actually 140% of the outstanding GameStop shares, which you might be thinking that doesn't make any sense. How can there be 140% of something? There's a set amount of shares. But yes, 140% of that set amount of shares was sold short on GameStop. So people saw an opportunity to say, fuck you to the big banks being irresponsible in these markets and taking advantage of people. So they bought the shit out of GameStop so that for these people to close their short positions, they would have to buy the stock back at a higher price, resulting in a loss. So this inspired a huge frenzy. We saw AMC go crazy. Uh, I don't remember exactly what that went from. Maybe like four or five bucks to 75, give or take. Uh, we saw other stocks like Bed Bath & Beyond, BlackBerry, Nokia, uh, Sundial. A lot of these companies, they had huge short interests and people on the internet, they collaborated and they targeted these stocks to try to drive the price higher to shake these financial institutions out that were being irresponsible and putting a shit ton of leverage on you know, shorting the stock and keeping the price down. So this article, it reads, uh, actually I can't read it from here, but Coinbase was up 100% last week. And why did that happen? Because they closed a deal with BlackRock, who by the way is the largest asset manager on the planet. And also they lost $1.7 trillion in the first half of 2022. The biggest loss of any financial institution in all of history. So what this, offers is a huge, huge amount of investors, you know, they, they, they've got trillions of dollars in assets under management, and all of these investors, all these financial institutions that have money with them, they now have access to buy Bitcoin directly through this BlackRock Coinbase partnership. So piggybacking this absolute run in Coinbase, you know, it was up over 100% on the week, it was up as much as 40% plus on on one day, it was either Thursday or Friday, but we actually saw AMC run 75% on the week. It, looking at it this morning on Monday, August uh, 6th, I think it is? 8th, close. Uh, Monday, August 8th, AMC was up a little over 20%, and Bed Bath & Beyond, that was the biggest mover, 57% pre-market. So it almost makes me think these, these Reddit traders, these internet communities, they're they're getting back in the game. Maybe we'll see some, some frenzies in the markets again, which generates a lot of opportunity to make a lot of money. But likewise, when the chickens come home to roost, people lose their ass. Don't buy the top. Just remember, buy low, sell high. So one of the reasons that this happened with Coinbase, I think, there is a 22% short interest in Coinbase. So piggybacking on that, on that deal that was announced, some people probably thought, you know, not only the BlackRock news, good reason to buy into the stock, but also with this short interest, people are trying to squeeze it. So that was an interesting time in the market in early 2021. That was the best I've ever done in the markets. And maybe we're approaching something similar 
I, I don't think so, but nothing makes sense. Like I always say, we are in a recession. It doesn't make sense that a stock like Bed Bath & Beyond would be up 57% on the day, but nothing makes sense. Anything goes. Pigs can fly, who knows? Fourth and final article. So you know that inflation that we've got? Senate passes $700 billion inflation reduction bill. So how did we get in this mess, this inflation mess? Well, COVID happened, and then we printed you know, a few trillion dollars. The Biden administration came in, piggybacked on that, printed a few more trillion dollars, and he's topping it off with $700 billion more. And what got us in this mess is creating all this money, all this government spending, and yet he wants to do it again. It is absolutely foolish. We've seen this plenty of times in history where governments, they have to do something to fight inflation. And the responsible, correct way to fight inflation is to raise interest rates, which kind of dampens the economy, which you know is not that favorable, but it fights inflation. But instead, they are fighting inflation with the shit that causes inflation. So, I don't know. <laughs> These people are idiots. That's it. I wouldn't be surprised if they implemented rent controls or uh, locked in the prices of food and goods and whatnot, which would just cause supply chain problems. Uh, let's get into what this, what this bill does. So, you'll have to forgive me. I didn't read the entire bill. It's 725 pages. And I'd probably bet a few dollars that a lot of these people in office didn't read it either. So $700 billion, 725 pages, about a billion dollars a page. Uh, the biggest thing is that it's raising corporate minimum income tax to 15%, and this is on companies that are making over a billion dollars a year. And I wanna ask you this question, and you gotta think about human nature. So this, say company A, they get their taxes raised, Maybe they were paying zero in taxes, and that would be because the IRS has provided these, these ways where if you put your money here, because it might be good for the economy, we won't tax those dollars. So that's how these companies get away with paying zero dollars in taxes while making all this money. So if this company is paying zero dollars in taxes, and then you know, say they're making a billion dollars last year, they paid zero in taxes, and then they made a billion dollars this year, now they gotta pay $150 million in taxes. Where do you think that money is coming from? Do you think the executives are gonna be noble and look out for your best interest and take it out of their pocket? Do you think they're gonna give themselves pay cuts? Do you think they're gonna give their employees pay cuts? That's not how the world works. Salaries and wages, they don't ever go down. Because why would someone continue doing the same thing for a less amount of money? So what's gonna happen? They gotta make the money back somehow, so they're gonna raise the prices. Prices of goods will continue to go up. So congratulations, you just fueled the flame of inflation, Mr. Government. And I think it's irresponsible, I think it's stupid. Uh, there are subsidizing green materials, which, you know, this is a climate change bill too. So they're subsidizing these green materials and advancing green technologies and whatnot. And they're buying these materials that are used in uh, green technologies like solar, uh, 
you know, battery metals and all that stuff. And if they're just subsidizing it, they're removing the supply from the market. And if you tune into Max's Morning Market Mania, you know that I've talked about how for most of these commodities, we are due for an eventual shortage. We are due to eventually run out unless we increase the price to incentivize further production. So they're gonna take more supply out of the market and then the other buyers are gonna eat up the rest of the supply and it'll bring us closer to a shortage. And when we get to a shortage, prices go up, further fueling the flames of inflation. So 369 billion are going to the climate change handouts and whatnot. And here's another big one, $80 billion is going to the IRS. That's six times the annual budget, six years of the IRS's annual expenditures. They're given to them right now. 87,000 new people will be there to perform audits. I saw an article that said up to 1 million new audits could be conducted on individuals earning $200,000 or less annually. And I'm sure if you guys pay attention to politics, you remember Joe Biden saying that he will not raise taxes on anybody earning less than $400,000 a year. Well, this seems to me as a coordinated effort to get as much of our taxpayer dollars as possible. And if a million, up to a million new audits are gonna be conducted on people earning less than 200K a year, then it'll likely result in people being taxed higher amounts of money. And we already know that uh, they passed, they, I don't know if they passed the bill, they were proposing it, but uh, giving the IRS the ability where all the banks and all the like Venmo, Cash App, all these financial uh, institutions and stuff, they are to report any movement of money of $600 or more. So <laughs> this is clearly a target on the lower class. It's almost as if they wanna make our lives harder. It seems like an incredible waste of funds. We're already broke. The IRS does not need $80 billion. We need $80 billion. They're taking that out of our pockets. While 61% of us are living paycheck to paycheck, they thought it was okay to take $80 billion out of our pockets and give it to the IRS. $369 billion to climate change. The whole bill, $700 billion, and how much have they already spent? Jeez. So, in conclusion, I ran over a few articles, talked about a new global reserve currency potentially being implemented, and Vladimir Putin actually uh, reported on that in late June. We will see what comes of that. It may be in the near future, it might not. We talked about Americans living paycheck to paycheck. It's a horribly tragic thing. I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It's demoralizing, but it is the fault of our government and their irresponsible, reckless fiscal policies. Spending more money than they can afford, printing money, and all these absurd just wastes of our taxpayer dollars when they could be used for productive, constructive things to make our lives better instead. We talked about Coinbase potentially being a meme stock, some new action in the markets, AMC might go to the moon, who knows? And of course, the $700 billion to fight inflation that won't fight inflation. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is today's issue of Max's Morning Market Mania. Make sure you're tuned into our other podcast. We talk about a lot of interesting stuff. So everybody, thank you for listening. Share the show if you like it, if you learned something, if it gave you a new perspective, if it made you laugh, share it. I really appreciate that. And other than that, you guys enjoy your day. Thank you so much.